Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, gang, and welcome to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of the month. Yeah, it's March now. Can you... Uh, oh, okay, good, good. Anyway, we begin today with the reaction to the big one, the fallout from the Royal Rumble. Easy for me to say. No, of course not. Don't be ridiculous. It's the fallout from the Premier League action. Chelsea beat Burnley. Leeds won 3-1 at Leicester. Spurs lost to Brighton. And Liverpool won at West Ham. Here's how it all sounded on TalkSport. Finished, Darren. West Ham won, Liverpool three. A masterclass from Mohamed Salah. Top performance, to be honest. That's always important. The striker, of course, most importantly, they, they, they score. But he was in a game, really in a game, physically there and all that stuff. Defensively, my moment of the of the game was when he when he had his header in the own box. So um, these situations are really important. Every team needs a talisman, and there's no doubt that uh, Mo Salah is certainly Liverpool's talisman. I guess uh, given his recent comments about possibly dreaming one day of playing for Barcelona and Real Madrid, Liverpool fans will just be hoping that doesn't happen anytime soon because without him, they're a very different team. Now that were two really really good games against Tottenham and tonight, difficult but good controlled, full of desire and, 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 and greed and all these kind of things what you need really hard in the challenges without making silly fouls or whatever, just blocking balls and, and these guys flying in the challenges really good, I like the two games West Ham did keep them at bay in the first half but guilty of some missed chances, they stay fifth We probably played better at the game at Anfield than we did today when we, we lost their soft penalty, you know we're growing in confidence and in growing in confidence you open up a little bit more, you try to, to give them a game I didn't think we played that well in the first half I know that we'd made one or two chances and we we wanted to try and play better in the second half and probably in doing so left us a wee bit more open than we were in the first half. This has been a bad night for Mourinho but take nothing away from Brighton. A famous victory for them. Mourinho loses again on the south coast. And I think the team showed in the first half that was too sad. Too sad to play football. So when you are too sad... uh, no energy, no enthusiasm, no confidence, and that was what the team showed in the first half. I'm just so angry at Tottenham. This time, six, eight weeks ago, I'm calling Tottenham going to win a title. That's shame on me, by the way. Shame on me for saying that, because, yeah, the word Spursy comes to mind. There is no replacement to Harry Kane. Forget that replacement, because there is no replacement. In the first half, we tried to keep the dynamics that are giving us great uh, success in number of goals, which was the connection with Sonny. We tried to give uh, that with Garrett and Bergwijn playing in 
in these positions where normally Hurricane playing because he always drops into these areas. It didn't work. And I have to tell you, I am angry tonight. We need to get a taxi for Mr Mourinho to get out of our club. Really and truly his career in club football should be finished and he should wait until the Portugal job comes off and live happily ever after. But I would take getting rid of him and spending the thirty million on that than going to sign a thirty million pound player tomorrow. I don't understand why Daniel Levy, as Jose Mourinho's direct line manager, has allowed him to cast off a player who at his best is probably a seventy million pound footballer because he's not that old Deli Alley. And just to cast him aside and say, No, I'm not going to use him, he doesn't fit into what I want to do. That's a dereliction of duty on Daniel Levy's part. He should be saying to Jose, you have this player, find a way to fit him into your team and to get him to play. I think it's shameful the way Deli Ali has been treated by Jose Mourinho. And I'm glad they plummeted down the table. I believe that he's staying. I never had, during all this window open, I never had a sign of doubt that Deli the next day couldn't be here. Why is he not in this squad? What is he going to do that these players are, are doing? So he's we, not going to do any work. So, so Trevor, would you, would you bring him back then, Deli Ali? 100%. And I'll tell you who else I'd have in our squad. He's been ostracised as well. Danny Rose. As for Brighton, in the rain, a night that they will remember. Brighton won thanks to the end of Trossard's goal. Spurs nil. I think it's the best this season and probably last as well, to be honest. From start to finish, did everything we needed to do. Create some chances, scored a really good goal. Great attitude around the pitch, good quality against a top opponent. But I thought we deserved the win. I thought it was closer to 2-0 than it was 1-1. Really, really proud of the players. It's finished. Leicester 1, Leeds 3. Back-to-back wins for Leeds. A goal and two assists for Patrick Banford. I actually fully believed in myself. I believed I was good enough at this level, even the last time I was in the Premier League. I just felt that I never really got a fair crack at the whip. And Patrick Banford has done it! For me, I've just got to keep working hard and uh, try and get up to their level and put myself in, in contention with well, with the England frame. If it happens, it's a dream come true. If it doesn't, I just keep working hard and, until the chance comes. Leeds stay 12th, while Leicester lose for the first time in 10 and miss the chance to go up a place to second. There's not, we've given away cheap goals. That's, it's, uh, that, that's obviously been key and, and I think that it, it's hard to, to pinpoint it because we're not playing too different you know home and away we, we just conceded pro goals like, like today yeah we, we have to try and be better Marcus Alonso juggles the ball and then volleys it into the net what a goal from Marcus Alonso I thought they were decent in the first half but the second half they moved it up a couple of gears a lot more incisiveness pace I think penetration to their play mm. and at times they were hanging on for dear life and you have to give Burnley credit for that that it was only 2-0 and that tells you how good Chelsea were we allowed only one shot I think only one shot in, in the very last minute I'm very pleased with that at the same time we never, never lost patience we created a lot of chances a lot of half chances and deliveries where we have to improve of course but uh, in general, it was a well-deserved win and, uh, and, uh, and a good performance. Not critical too much of our side today because we've done a real shift and we've just had three big results on the trot for different reasons and different style of performances. And sometimes these go against you. So I'm not going to over-question the group and what they're giving. There was no lack of effort today. Just a quiet day for us and a very good day for them. Now, Greater Manchester Police have launched an investigation after receiving reports of social media abuse directed at Manchester United players in the past week. Marcus Rashford was the latest player subjected to racial abuse and he described the abuse as humanity and social media at its worst. Tony Cascarino has called for there to be education whilst Andrew Cole urged for more to be done by social media companies. Adiola Depot spoke out about the issue on the Sunday session. I've had enough. I've 
honestly, it's sick to my stomach that it's football. And I love the banter between football clubs. I get involved in it on social media myself. If someone, I'm a Liverpool fan, if someone like Everton lose, I will jump on immediately. But I leave it as football banter. I don't know why a team loses and racial abuse is the first thing someone thinks to start tweeting out. It shocks me and it disgusts me. And what disgusts me even more is that Twitter ain't doing nothing about it. And they can. FA don't seem to be doing nothing about it. They clearly can. Uh, the football clubs tweet about it, say, yeah, we support our players, but not doing nothing else, if I'm honest with you. And they can. This needs to stop. Someone needs to look at this and govern it and put a full stop on it because it's horrible. I'm tired as well. I'm, I'm very tired. I'm tired of speaking about it. I'm tired of the nonsense going on. I'm, I'm tired of the... I mean, the social media companies not doing anything about it and considering they can do a lot more mm. uh, at the present moment in time. As per usual, there's a hell of a lot of lip service going on and not too much action being put into place. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to say, again, oh, something needs to be done because that's all we seem to be saying, something needs to be done. And then here we are, here we are again in this position, going over it again. 15 years ago, we wouldn't. it would have just gone under the radar. Mm. We'd have ignored it. Mm. If you go back even further, it was out there and not, not really, no water was thrown over it. It was accepted. It was just okay. And then it went through the silent period of just no one would mention it. And now we're back on the platform of talking about it, which is the only solution. Like every generation, from my generation above and below, education is the only way. It's the only solution now. There is no other. Now, after drawing 0-0 with Arsenal, are Manchester United out of the title race? And do they even want to win the league? Well, of course, they're not out of it. That's a stupid question. But let's find out what Gabby Agbonlahor thinks, shall we? Yes, we shall. A lot of teams have been dropping points this season. That's why it's a, a crazy season and anyone can win the title. But you look at Manchester United's players, they should be looking to be in the top four positions. But... Going on off their performance today, their performance against Sheffield United, you can't see this Manchester United team winning the title. Yeah, I think today is a step forward. I think definitely they they feel they've shaken off the disappointment of uh, Wednesday night. Um, that was a disappointing result. Today, I think everyone feels is a good performance and would deserve to get three points. Today, they didn't look like a team that was hungry to go and win a game to win the title. If that was Manchester City today, they find a way to win because they want to win the title. They they believe they can. Liverpool believe they still can. Low cross into the near post and then coming across at the back post was Cavani and somehow he has fired wide despite having an open goal to aim at. But we know we're a good team when we uh, when we play, just about getting the forwards to, um, to fire again and... They've got the talent, so that'll happen. This Manchester United team looks like a team now that, you know, top four they'll take. They're not really looking to win the title. Who wants to hear more about VAR? No, neither do I. Well, tough. Aston Miller beat Southampton after Danny Ings' goal was chugged off for offside, despite a VAR check appearing to show that the striker actually may have been level. No, me neither. Madness. We'll hear from Ralphie Hassan-Hunterley, but first up, it's Villa boss Dean Smudger-Smith. They are having a look here. The line has been drawn. Yep. And offside's been given. No goal. Ings denied in the 93rd minute. There was two marginal decisions um, by the letter of the law. I believe they were correct. I mean, I've, I've been consistent with the offsides. You know, if there's a red line, it's the same for everybody. So we know where we stand with that. Uh, we're fortunate that, you know, Kashi's got a small backside. They told me when the ball doesn't go to the end, it's a goal. 
because uh, it was short before the goal and it was uh, definitely goal otherwise. Matty Cash actually lent out his left hand to block the shot. If they don't give a penalty, then I don't know what is a penalty. This is a clear goal, what, what is then uh, disallowed, and, and this is what I don't understand to be. Honest. I don't know where I am with any of these rules, these handball rules. Well, it, it takes a lot to make David Connolly speechless, but at the moment <laughs> he is speechless. Over now to the Andy Goldstein's Trans Europe Express with Danny Kelly and the gang talking uh, Trans Europe stuff. Makes sense. We're going to read it out in the name of accuracy. €555,237,619. The contract that's ruining Barcelona, according to El Mundo. That's over four years. It's clear what's happening here. Someone has leaked this to prove that... um, the club can't keep messy, that it's not in their best interests. And I guess to shift some of the blame onto him. You know, maybe that's why they can't regenerate the team, put it all on that that one man and his relationship with money. I mean, they beat, uh, Barcelona beat Athletic and Koeman came out and said, um, there's afterwards, there's there's someone who's who, who's come out and, and, and tried to injure us, who's tried to poison the club. Maybe not in the way that he thinks, because obviously his view is of the team. You know, this is about the club going forward. Um, but it's, it's clear, whether you think that Messi is, is, is worth this or not, the interesting thing is, th- these figures are correct. And we know this because the club have come out and made a statement today saying how uh, this is completely out of line but I've not denied the figures in it. If Barcelona was run better by Bartomeu, who of course is now no longer in charge, but when he was, then they could insulate themselves against that. If you think of the success he's brought them, if you think about the marketing money he's brought them, you can get away with a a max contract like that if you like, uh, to use an American sports term, I guess. If you bring more talent through La Masia, if you bring more young players through, and you don't blow money on wages and on transfers, which is what they have done, and you look look at the team they have left, have they spent wisely? Now, how good were Man City on game day when they thrashed bottom of the table, Sheffield United, 6-0. Huh? 5-0 then. What? Four, well, 4-0. Four, four, three, just three? They got three, did they? Well, th- two, only two? Really? That does... 1-0. Are you sure that's right? What? Just what? But they scored early on. 1-0. OK, fine. Uh, let's find out from Danny Mills. This is City break four. There could be a chance early on. Jesus, and yes, he's rattled in number one for Manchester City inside the six-yard box. It's been a keep ball session for Manchester City. It's like one of those training sessions where there's no goals. And it's like, oh, you know, how many, how many passes you can get, right? You know, five, 500 passes gets you a goal. And th- there's no real energy from either team, which is really surprising. Manchester City make it 12 wins on the bounce in all competitions. It reminds me about playing my kids on, on the Xbox when, you know, they're Man City and they're just toying with me. You know, they're just passing it around. I can't get near them. And then every now and then I, I sort of venture into their half and I've actually got no idea what to do when I get there. Now, do you want to know what it was like getting the infamous hairdryer treatment from Sir Alex Ferguson? And what did he actually say? to Eric Cantona after that Kung Fu kick at Sellers Park. Well, let's find out now from Andy Cole. Oh, what's going on here? Cantona's getting involved with some supporters. Oh, this is outrageous. I hadn't long joined from Newcastle. Mm. 
you know, so I'm only a few games into my Manchester United career then. I wasn't even sure what was going on. I'm, I'm being brutally honest. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't no, no. sure what was going on. I wasn't sure if a punter ran on and started on Eric or yeah. Eric did what he did. And when it all unfolded and everyone started running over to the touchline, I was like, I was kind of like miffed mm. to what had gone on. And I didn't actually see the incident properly until I see it on TV. Eric is possibly one of the calmest people I've ever been in the dressing room with. I mean, he, he didn't really say a lot. You know, Eric had an unbelievable presence. Eric, Eric didn't really say anything. He sat down in the dressing room and that was it. It's all got wildly out of hand and once more, Eric Cantona is the man at the centre of a dramatic controversy. I remember when we all come in the dressing room after the game, everyone's naturally shocked and whatever. And I think some of the boys are saying, the gaffer's got to lose it now. <laughs> this this for me and to this day, I, I still laugh to myself. Yeah? I, me- I remember the gaffer coming and the gaffer was absolutely fuming. The game ended that 1-1, he was fuming. Mm. You know, we dropped a point, two points, and he's fuming that we didn't win the game. And he come in and started have a barnet at a few people. <laughs> and then he said to Eric, Eric, what are you thinking? Eric, you, you can't go around doing things like that. <laughs> I mean, everyone in the, dress- <laughs> the dressing room sat there and said, nah. The gaffer, yeah, you knew straight away, yeah, if he's if he's in a bad mood. Mm. If he goes in half time, yeah, and he gets down the tunnel really quick, so he gets out his seat, walks down the tunnel really, really, really fast. fast. Yeah, you know, oh, here we go, someone's getting it. He used to be like this. He'll get in the dressing room mm. and, for instance, someone gave away a pass a couple of minutes into the first 45 minutes or to the end of the game. He'll come in and absolutely unleash mm. on whoever it was. And then whoever he's actually intended to go for, Think, oh, I'm off the hook. Thank man. God. I'm off the hook. And then all of a sudden, he will volley you. And you? Yeah, from nowhere. <laughs> and then you'll get in your turn and say to yourself, oh, Gaffer, but that was such and such. Yeah. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And you turn around and say, he never forgot anything. And I mean, he never, ever forgot anything. He'll get there in the end. That's it here for another podcasty thing. A reminder that a quarter to eight tonight, or 7.45 if you're used to pound, shilling and pence, you can hear live exclusive championship commentary on TalkSport 2 of Watford against QPR. I'm back tonight on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar from 10pm. Of course, take your calls with the fun boy Jason Cundy. Don't forget the transfer window was shut at 11pm during my show tonight. I didn't even know that. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do until then. In the meantime... Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 